0: Welcome to Power Surge. I'm Alex Epstein of the Center for Industrial Progress, joined by Stefan Henn of the Center for Industrial Progress from Germany. Stefan, how's it going?
1: Very well, thank you.
0: All right, we are going to do a special edition, which may become a regular format if you like it, and if we like it, of Power Surge, which is going to, we're going to do, let's just call it Lightning lightning Power Surge. And the reason is that there are so many items today to discuss and I can go on rants anyway, and if I went on rants today, then I would get very little other work done, and you would probably stop listening for either boredom or other work to do as well. So, I'm going to try to keep my comments to a couple of sentences, and then Stefan will as well, and we'll see how it goes. And we will, just for reference, we will have links to all of the stories on, on the site. All right, first story. Lockheed announces it might have a fusion reactor in ten years. My reaction: if that worked, that would be amazing. But I'm very suspicious that they don't mention cost. Stefan,
1: well, I'm a little more optimistic about this because this comes from the skunk works at Lockheed, which have, you know, delivered results in the past, and. Uh, yeah, it seems to be some form of compact uh, plasma fusion reactor, and um, they say in one year they will have a like a prototype thing working. So you know we can we can check back in one year. So I'm cautiously optimistic.
0: Awesome. Would be great. awesome. Well, that would be amazing. Scientists find fracking creates a lot of earthquakes. earthquakes excuse me, but they're so small you can't feel them. Okay, let's see a story about scientists find that driving your truck on the road creates a lot of small earthquakes. If we define earthquake in the technical sense, then we can label anything as bad for causing earthquakes. Stefan?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's actually not a new story. We know that. There have been several studies that have found this, and uh, technically everything that's moving Earth, including me jumping up and down on the ground, has a tremor. And, uh, yeah, that's true, but it doesn't answer any questions about specifics in any region. Like, you would have to have a specific study and specific geological formations to assess whether this is relevant. Uh, and in most cases, this study also concludes it's not.
0: All right. Pacific warriors, so-called, and 350.org will take on, in their terms, a coal ship using, but... <laughs> as Stefan pointed out to me, they're going to be using fossil fuels for logistics. (laughs) So you can comment on that. What I'll comment on is, this is not funny, although I'm laughing right now, uh, is if you're taking primitive, undeveloped peoples with all sorts of um, poverty-related afflictions and you're telling them not to improve their lives through development, but to embrace their canoes and oppose those who are improving their lives—that is immoral. Stefan,
1: yeah, as I pointed out to you, uh, they are actually not—you know—native primitive that you know run around half naked or something. They actually wear sunglasses made of plastic. They use trucks that run presumably on diesel fuel to get their canoes out, and so on. And uh, I think this is just, you know, recruiting people of color that Westerners, especially North America and Europe, will uh, be sympathetic to, to, you know, perpetuate this story about drowning island nations, which is not actually true.
0: All right, next story. There's a new presentation by Michael Hockey Stick Mann. Uh, After watching the first three minutes, I nickname him Michael uh, Dishonest Man or Michael Evil Man. Uh, Watch the first four minutes or five minutes of this. And if you've consumed a lot of CIP material, you'll probably see what's wrong with it. But I really look forward to you seeing chapter four and chapter five of my book. Because what he does in terms of equating the greenhouse effect or climate impact with climate catastrophe is criminal. Stefan? Um, Yeah. You haven't seen it.
1: Uh, No, I haven't seen it, but I've seen some stuff from Michael in the past, uh, you know, especially he declared that uh, James Hansen's predictions in the 1980s were actually uh, perfect, you know, very well aligned to observations later on. (laughs) And... uh, yeah, Michael Mann is known to have a giant ego, and he can never admit he's wrong. And
0: yeah, rhetorically, you can learn something because he's a very good actor. He he knows how an honest person would act, and he he feigns that, but his words fairly transparently don't correspond to reality. So anyway, chapter four. Check out chapter one at moralcaseforfossilfuels.com. All right, CA, California's SB4 on fracking nearing finalization. I didn't see the details of this. It's a mediocre thing. It's why California, the the kind of compromise that embodies, that that contains the forces that are holding California uh, back as against, say, North Dakota. Stefan?
1: Yeah, I didn't. Uh, read all the lawyer talk and the law of course (laughs) but uh, you know this um, this new rule will include some restrictions on on fracking and water use and uh, certain restrictions in addition to all the stuff that's going on in California anyway so uh, it will be a more stringent set of rules and I don't think California needs more of that
0: right. so Swedish energy giant Vattenfall will seek $6 billion in damages from the German government. Well, I'll let you go first on this one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that's, that would be actually good if they get the money because, uh, as you know, uh, after the 2011 Fukushima event, uh, the German government decided to phase out nuclear 2010,
0: climate. right?
1: Uh, was it 2010? I don't remember, actually. Um and so, the German government decided to phase out nuclear by 2022, and they immediately shut down uh, by emergency decree. No, well, that went in Germany. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they shut down nuclear power immediately, some reactors. And, um, yeah, the companies are now seeking compensation, which will actually add up to maybe 20 billion or more. And... Uh, I think it will be good if the companies will get the money because that means at least the rule of law is still life in Germany.
0: Or at least not completely dead. Yeah. All right. Natural gas was only green as long as it was expensive. Uh, Yeah, so basically Enviro website uh, used to be for natural gas before it was against it or for horizontal drilling before it was against it. This is not surprising. If an energy form managed to become practical, you can guarantee opposition by environmentalists. Uh, chapter 8 of the book I talk about, the most striking example of this, but it's, it's uh, because they're, they're anti-development, not anti-pollution. Stefan?
1: Uh, if you want to see uh, both the newest type in Greenland and or the green country and uh, the corruption of science. You just have to look for the newest studies. Uh, now, study after study comes out y- claiming that, you know, natural gas is a bigger threat to uh, climate and uh, methane leaks all over the place that never have been seen before. And so, on. so this is a new thing. First, there were for natural gas as it was a weapon against coal and nuclear. And now they are against uh, natural gas because it's actually viable on a Extremely large scale at low cost. So whatever works will be the enemy of green and food
0: All right, IEA International Energy Agency predicts renewable boom in Africa for the sake of Africans I hope that they are wrong because that would mean they would have very little and very expensive and very unreliable energy
1: um Yeah, but that depends on how you define renewable. Uh, there's actually some potential in my view for, like, uh, large-scale hydro and, uh, you know, maybe some biomass, which is uh, in the poor regions of Africa right now, the bad kind of biofuels is the actual source of energy for cooking and so on, which is bad, but, uh, you know, uh, Africa has a lot of natural resources and. To the extent they can use it, uh, something like large-scale hydro can be a benefit, because a lot of people there lack electricity.
0: Yeah, Well, if, yeah. so this renewable has become a, a package deal of right. you know, reliable sources of energy that environmentalists oppose and unreliable ones that they support, but usually means solar window, the, a tactical thing like IEA, you're right, includes hydro. President says followers should stick it to climate deniers. Climate deniers is a term unbecoming of anyone, since it's just a smear tag that confuses people and intimidates them, and it's certainly unbecoming of a U.S. president. Stefan?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's predominantly uh, right-wing blogs that point that out, but uh, there's never been a president before that has, you know, constantly tweeted out something like this and, you know, deriding the political opposition and it's really not not good for the office and not good for them.
0: Granted, very few presidents have had the opportunity to tweet. Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> but I mean, they, they had the opportunities to you know, talk to their opposition via media.
0: True. Alright, last story I want to cover. Whole Foods will label food according to environmental footprint. What about labeling food according to nutritional value and price? Uh, If they did that, I think that they would get very different ratings of good and bad. Seven.
1: Yeah, I think there's a huge lack of information regarding to food. Um, I see this in Germany, of course, firsthand. uh, And some commentator had made this joke, you know, the consumer says we want to be fooled, and the food industry says, "Yeah, we can deliver that." And we uh, don't actually know what you consume. I agree with uh, that on uh, with that sentiment that many people have. But uh, you know, the valuable information is what sh- what is actually in there. And then you can choose. It's not like you know having like ample system. This one is good because it's sustainable or has a, has a small footprint or uses not that much water or something that's irrelevant to me. I want to know what I, what, what's in my meal actually.
0: Me too. All right. Good times. Everybody check out the new version of it. Just came out yesterday. Moral case for You can get your individual books. You can order them in bulk. You can even order a copy for a student. Stefan, thanks for being here. Thank you, and bye, everyone. All right, have a great day. Welcome back to Power Surge. This is Alex Epstein, joined by Stefan Henn. Uh, we were just after the first show having a discussion, which we thought you might be interested in, and so we'll, and we just got started, so we'll start it again. So this is this story, um, this is a, this kind of story is a pet peeve of mine, where a company, whether it's an energy company or another tech company, claims that it is Powering itself or powering some major thing via solar or wind or some other non, you know, newfangled non-fossil fuel thing. And in this case, uh, Shell, the oil giant, has this has this commercial. And if you go to YouTube page, the thing that you see is, um, if you look, the you make the future a footstep-powered football pitch in Brazil. And then the first line is, Shell have created, I don't know what that means, but I guess they say, Shell have created the first, I take it Shell has created the world's first football pitch powered by footsteps. Um, So you would think, okay, this is powered by footsteps. And then if you look into the fine print, they'll say, Shell created the world's first soccer pitch to have floodlights powered by footsteps. Okay. And so I guess the question is, is that really the case? And what is this a good thing? So we look into a couple things. One is that it says, oh, by the way, there are 200 panels that go under. Well, first of all, let's, let's, let's step back and just look at the physics of it. Uh, Stefan, when we were talking, you, you observed just the basic, there's a basic physics problem in seeking to have a sport where you're trying to move as quickly as possible and conserve as much energy as possible as a player and then using trying to maximize energy that's given to a light bulb, can you explain that
1: yeah i I think that and you know I'm not involved in detailed, detailed physics of this, but I think that you know if you absorb this energy of the players on the field um you know, it might give a different feel to the place. Like if you're running in sand, it's different from running on grass and sort of ground. And, uh, that kind of difference, uh, then might be, uh, become energy from kinetic energy to electric energy. Yeah. So
0: if you're optimizing for energy, you, I mean, you're either optimizing for the energy of the player which means that you know he gets as much of his energy back when, his, when he has a footstep as possible or you're optimizing for um you know the lights now you could say well, we'll optimize for the player and there's still some left over for lights okay that's you know that may well be true i don't know which one they're doing um but then okay so but then if you optimize for for the player um which i think you should if it's soccer then you have a problem because then that makes your that makes the lights that much more expensive because they're getting that much less energy input. And then, okay, the question is, how efficient is this technology? Well, it, it says as a side note, not mentioned anywhere, uh, hard, hard to find, that, oh, by the way, there are 200 of these tiles that generated, and this is leaving aside all of the you know, other conversion equipment. And, oh, by the way, they cost 500 bucks each. So that's $100,000. One innovation that environmentalists have have slightly advocated, which is a real innovation, is LED lighting, which you can do very cheaply and which requires relatively little electricity. So this is $100,000 worth of resources simply for this if it were not powered by something else. But if you look further into the fine print, guess what? It is powered by something else. That something else is solar. Now, is it just me, Stefan, or do you see a problem with the claim that at night the stadium <laughs> is being powered by solar?
1: Well, it's probably using some large, expensive type of battery, which uh, uses a lot of non-renewable materials. They claim this to be clean, renewable energy, but you know, copper is not renewable. So yeah, that's the problem. But the soccer field actually has never been in that good shape in this visiting public, I think so. Good for the kids.
0: Oh, you're such a sweet guy. Uh, I'm not letting it off this easily though. Uh, but yeah, or or it could just be the kind of energy accounting fraud we've talked about with other things, where the community gets. You know certain spurts of solar during the day when there's actually sun and then somebody pays to attribute that um yeah in the evening
1: yeah like a grid connection always indicate that you are you know sort of parasiting on the grid you export your volatile energy into the feed it into the grid and then you import all the grid security Which might be the case, which is often the case with you know other things like data centers and so on.
0: The final thing is that this this community. So I I I haven't researched it specifically, but but I mean I've researched enough to know that that they have a dilapidated soccer field. So it's not a rich place by any means. You know, most of Brazil is is very poor compared to the United States. Um. What your the message? I mean, what kind of what kind of focus is this? And what, what this community should be focused on is how can we improve our lives? What, can, what kinds of policies can we adopt to truly make big steps forward? And to do that, you're going to have to figure out how to be more productive, which means that you're going to be using, all things being equal, a lot more energy. So you need to follow the path that other successful communities, successful countries take, which is using... You know, getting access to cheap energy and using it to power machines to make yourself more productive and more efficacious. And so for Shell to come in and say, as a leading energy company, as, as leaders in one of the main energy technologies in the world, which is oil, you know, oil energy technology, and to say, hey, innovation, the future consists of this footsteps thing, and so this is the direction you should be going. Using this wildly inefficient, dishonest thing for p r this is exactly what we should not be teaching people uh, about math and science or and technology I mean technology should uh, be all about finding real solutions to benefit real human beings. This is to benefit the image of you know what is in this case at least you know um, i would say a a, a dishonest uh acting oil company so they should yeah this this type of thing is and that this is where all their inspiration comes from they can't I mean find me a shell inspiring commercial Uh, I mean I've looked on their website they haven't even had the word oil on it in the past I don't know if that's true right now but um, and if you know the history of this company and the kinds of brilliant heroes who were part of its history and then that it's culminating in this kind of uh, mendacity and really, really empowering the anti-energy and uh, forces in the world. Uh, you know, again for this short-term PR gain. And if if they know what they're doing, it's bad. And if they don't know what they're doing, it's worse. Um, anything else, Stefan? Yeah,
1: I just want to add two points. One is to re-emphasize that none of that technology they use in their campaign here is renewable or sustainable in a real meaning of the word. And the second is that, especially in Brazil, Shell would have a great opportunity to show how valuable their core products are. Like Brazil has, you know, very positive prospects in unconventional resources, I think, of, Natural gas, at least, I think also oil. And, you know, that will improve the life of these kids in these advertisements. It's not like solar power is going to shape the future. of this. All
0: right. Sounds good. Well, that is all I have to say. But I think I'm going to write an article on this. So thanks, Stefan. Thank you. All right. Talk to everyone tomorrow, this time for real.